welcome to the Success and Everything in Between podcast with your hosts, Joe and Antonio. Success and Everything in Between podcast. I'm Joe Pete, your host. Joining me is my co-host, Antonio Romero. We just wanted to make a quick episode talking about what we want to do with this podcast and where it's going. Uh, Success and Everything in Between is a podcast where we talk about the the trials and, and tribulations of, of finding people, of, of finding success, of people looking for um, not not the secret formula, but the the lessons learned along the way from people who have achieved success. Uh, as a as a young entrepreneur, uh, we we know the struggle of having to uh, put in a lot of work that that normally you would that that not a lot of people want to talk about. And we want to talk about the grind. We want to talk about the hustle, the lessons you learn, and everything in between. Yeah. So like Joe mentioned. Um, we're really trying to focus on just the whole journey of people's, you know, them reaching success. So all their victories and failures and sacrifices that they had uh, to take through their journey and grind. So um, I kind of wanted to touch a base on mine and Joe's story. That way yes. you guys can kind of understand where we're coming from. So um, we'll have Joe start off, I guess. Sure thing. Uh, my name is Joe Peets. Uh, I've been living in Des Moines for about a year now. I graduated from Buena Vista University in 2018. Since then, I've kind of been all over the Midwest looking for some direction. Ended up finding real estate in Des Moines with my girlfriend. And since starting that road, uh, I ended up meeting Antonio actually while taking classes. And uh, and now I'm on a, now I'm on the hustle of trying to become a more successful real estate agent and uh, overall a more efficient businessman and uh, person in general. Yeah, not nice story, Joe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like Joe mentioned, me and uh, Joe actually met in um, real estate classes. So I'll kind of talk about how I got to the point of deciding on real estate. <clears throat> so I was actually born here in Des Moines. When I turned five, I moved to a city called Ankeny. That's pretty close to here. Uh, graduated high school. I always knew I wanted to be a business owner or just uh, own my own business. So I enrolled into a community college called DMAC, which stands for Des Moines Area Community College. Um, enrolled. I was majoring in business administration, just looking for some more experience, I guess, just more knowledge on everything it takes to run your own business. And I did that for a year. And after like two weeks in, I came to the conclusion, like, I was like, I don't really know if I still want to do this for four more years. You know, this mm-hmm. is, I don't know if I can wake up every single day happy and motivated doing something I'm not sure if I still want to do. So I finished out that semester. Then I just hopped on my laptop, brought up Google, and started researching a bunch of careers. And I found real estate. Um, I always knew about real estate, not necessarily as the agent side, but investing in real estate and having a real estate portfolio. And I kind of always knew it was something I wanted to do in the future. So I just kept looking into it. And once I found out that you can be an agent and still have the opportunity to do, not just help people, but help yourself and gain that knowledge of just everything that has to do with real estate, I got really interested right away. And I decided that I wanted to at least try it and see see where it takes me or see what I can do. Because I just felt like it was something that just really interested in me and I I really had the motivation and was inspired to do do just try to achieve everything that I could. So originally my plan was to move out to LA to Los Angeles, California, just because as a little kid I always wanted to move out of Iowa. 
for those of you people who aren't uh, from Iowa or don't know about Iowa. I think everyone in the Midwest wants to move out at one point or the other. Right, exactly. I mean, it's I mean, it's great to grow up here with like grow with your family, but I don't know, it's just as a, you know, as a young kid, I guess you don't want to be living in boring Iowa is what I like to call it. There's not much to do out here. I hate the snow and the cold. So I was just trying to escape from that. So I was planning on going out to LA and starting my real estate career there. And a huge thing for me is family. Like family is, is um, it's just very crucial in my life, having that support from my family. So I just sat down and talked to them about what I was planning on doing. And um, a few weeks went by. I was, at this time, I was in winter break, right, from, I finished out the semester and was thinking of going to real estate classes. So I was just trying to figure everything out. A few few weeks went by where I was just talking to my parents about what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it, just all of that, just pretty much coming up with a game plan. And just talking to them, I decided on, well, maybe I shouldn't move out to LA right away just because I don't have that much experience. So it would be better to get my license here where I grew up and actually know people, I guess. And I can like start here and just gain experience and do everything that I need to do here. And then in the future, when I feel ready, I can move out to either LA or Florida or wherever it it may be, right? So have you ever lived anywhere besides like around your family? besides like going to DMAC a little bit no so I mean DMAC was like seven minutes away from the house so I always lived at home nice um like I mentioned like family is so huge to me just because so my family comes comes from Mexico um I have like two aunts who live here in Iowa in Des Moines so we whenever we get the chance to be together for family events like christmas holidays stuff like that birthdays we we try to i guess take advantage of it just because i have a big family but they're not necessarily all here in the same state so it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to you know be with them yeah i mean as someone who i've actually been to I've, i've lived in a two different cities. Uh, I lived in Minneapolis for a while and I also lived in Austin, Texas, basically by myself at both places. Um, wow. It's tough. <laughs> it's it's a big change. Uh, you don't realize how different cost of living expenses are in bigger cities. Um, the amount of people you actually don't know. And I'm a introvert by nature, so it was really hard for me to, to branch out and, and meet those new people too. So you, you end up kind of getting homesick after a while. Um, and, and a lot of times you don't even realize like why you are really moving in the first place. It's more just like, I got to get away, but like things oftentimes are just more or less like, I don't know. I, I feel like you should always situate yourself. Like you should always be where it's like best for you. Even if it's like not necessarily where, where you want to be. Like the funnest place, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone wants to go to L.A., but like right. I, I had a friend who went just right to L.A. after college or after high school. Yeah. Like after high school, he just went straight to L.A. Um, he had to get two, three jobs and jobs are hard to find in L.A. Uh, just to live in someone's room wow. you know not even have his own apartment like rent is nuts and and there's right. a reason why there's a, a big homeless problem and not necessarily la but in california in general yeah. because uh there's a lot of problems with um just like just renting in real estate and the the population density so it, it you know everyone you see all these big musicians and movie stars living out there you know but that's because they can afford it and you don't realize it until you get there um just how much how much more expensive it is to live in a place like LA than it is in the Midwest, because we really don't realize how cheap our living expenses are. You know, like even like I I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a six pack of, of beer, like tall boy beer here yeah. is like nine bucks. 
in Sioux Falls, it's five. Wow. You know, so <laughs> like even right there. And it's like, you know, that's only a $4 difference, but like, it, that makes a difference. I, I, I'm a way less inclined to like buy beer now because it's like a little more expensive here, but yeah. And I like, might be, how, a, might be a good thing for me. I like how you said, um, change because that, that really like stuck with me because I found myself after high school. So growing up, I always played, um, sports. I always played soccer. And at 16, I had a job. So I was in high school, I was always really busy. If I wasn't at school, I was either at soccer practice or at work. So I always had something to do, right? I was always busy with something. I always knew what was coming next. So graduating high school, I found myself like in a way kind of empty because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I didn't know what was coming next. You know, I always had, mm -hmm. oh, I always knew, yeah, soccer practice is on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 5 p.m. But after that, like, I just didn't know where I was going, what to do next. So I found myself that that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to move out to L.A. is because I felt like I needed change. Yeah. Because I was just doing the same thing every single day and not knowing what I wanted to do. So that was really huge for me is just looking for that change. And enrolling into to college, I thought that was going to bring change to me. I thought my life was going to be... Um, a little different because, you know, I'm going to college now, but it necessarily wasn't just because that college was, is like 10 minutes away from my high school. So I still lived in the same area, you know, still lived at home. So it wasn't really a huge of a change. It was just like, okay, you're just, your classes might be a little bit harder mm -hmm. now, but that was, that was it really. Yeah. It that's interesting to me because, I, you know, I went to Storm Lake, um, you know, Buena Vista at Storm Lake, which is about two hours from here. And it's two hours from my hometown, Sioux Falls. Um, so, you know, for me, it was like I was all on my own and I come from a home. My parents, I love them to death, but they were a little bit of uh, you call them helicopter parents. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they, they just wanted to make sure like I had a good education and I was going to grow up to be a, you know, a, an outstanding young fellow or whatever. But I had a you know, I ended up getting an itch just to kind of rebel, you know, as you, you do as a teenager. So getting to college was kind of a big shock to me. Um, you know, and I first started playing, uh, soccer in college too. So it was like, you know, two practices a day, the team meeting, you know, you, you spend about two or three hours at least every day. And then you got to go to classes. You got to go to do your homework. You got to find time to socialize. And so it, it got very, it gets very overwhelming. Um, and, and, you know, to me, I just got really wrapped up and I just wanted to party all the time and, you know, meet new people and have fun and stuff. But I feel like I feel like there's a, a difference when you're like at a college, like where you're like living at home versus like a college where you're like on your own. And maybe like one day you might need that like on your own experience right now. But like also you got to do what's best for you. If you've got a big family and a big support network, my, my family's pretty small and I don't have any in Iowa. So it's a lot harder for me, like say as a real estate agent to um, just use those natural connections, you know, like your, your, um, right, your aunt that owns the, the hairdresser shop where you have, you know, you got a lot of easy, not easy, but like you have connections through your aunt to like find business. Right. Right. Cause it's, I mean, it's like family. So yeah. you, you can never annoy family and you can't really make, them. yeah, they have to love you. Exactly. <laughs> like you can tell them every single day, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent. And they're like, they can't get annoyed of it or they can't make you really stop because it's mm -hmm. family, you know, it's different. And they do support you. Um, you know, every dr family has their drama and, that, you know, goes without saying, but it's, you know, it's cool that at least you were able to find that path like through college quickly before you like went for four years, got yourself in a ton of debt and then made a change. That's what, I mean, that's more or less what I ended up doing. I went, you know, Buena Vista is technically a, you know, it's not a public school, so it was a lot more expensive. I got scholarships and stuff, but you know, I'm still probably 40 ish grand in the hole and that's going to take me a while to pay off. I mean, Ideally, you get a couple sales and just throw it into that. But, you know, life happens and it, right. it takes time to, to build up stuff. But at least it, like for me, you know, I went to college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've always just 
I've been bad at like trying hard at stuff. I'm, I'm a, a slacker by nature and it's bad. So going to college was a big uh, challenge to me because it was like my parents weren't there to set up my schedule for everything anymore. And, you know, I had to like actually take control. And that was a big lesson I had to learn over the years of like, you know, you're the one who decides to get up and go to class because, you know, for me, I figured out that like, you don't have to go to every college class, right? They, they don't dock your pay. It's like, but you miss out on the information. So you got to make it up. Well, to me, it was like, well, I just won't go to class and then I'll just, you know, learn it all really fast and just get enough to skate by. But I ended up finding music and, and really falling in love with making music and, and that whole process in college, just because it was a really fun, creative way to one, meet people and, and express yourself. And so I got really into that. Um, I didn't even take any business classes or anything. And, and it, it makes me sad because I really wish I would have now, but I, yeah, I, I went through college trying to think, uh, I went through college going like the path that I thought that I would just kind of naturally become a musician afterwards. And, you know, some of the plans and things that I, I had set up ended up failing on me. And, um, you know, that's another story for another time, but yeah. you know, in life, life throws you a lot of curveballs, And I feel like I, have gotten a lot of like I always think I know what I'm gonna do like I'm on this path and then I just it just veers off because of, different way, yeah. yeah all this different stuff that happens and but I think it happens for a reason you know I I also went to college for media studies and marketing and that's a lot of prevalent information to like being an entrepreneur and a self-starter if you don't know how to get in front of people in the digital market then you're missing out on a ton of business and you know, learning the most optimal ways to do that and, you know, trying to do it for not a million dollars. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that's, that's the big struggle, but. And I, I think like, <clears throat> I'm, I think we can both kind of say that we're not here to tell the people to not go to college. It just, no, yeah. it just wasn't for us. I mean, college, that one semester that I did go, I, I'm not going to lie and say I learned a lot, but I'm also not going to lie and say I didn't learn anything because I did learn. I met some really cool people through college. So, I mean, it's it's really great to network yourself and just meet a bunch of college kids and just, just meet a bunch of people in general. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily mad or I I, I think it was a, a great thing that I did go to college because I learned a lot off of it off of that like semester, even though it was a very short time period, but I did learn a lot just networking with, with people. And mm -hmm. I, I took some business classes. So I learned like little things that huge companies use to market stuff like that. So I did learn lots of like little tips and tricks and stuff. So, I mean, if you think college is the right thing for you, then definitely do it. But one huge thing for me was I didn't want to get myself into debt, like you mentioned, especially because I didn't want to be tied down to a nine to five job living for the weekends. You know, I, I just that's not the lifestyle I wanted. So as a little kid, I always knew I wanted that a different lifestyle of just being being financially free and being able to do what I want whenever I want. Just having that freedom really is what I was looking for. Yeah, no. And, and that's not what I, the message of this is definitely like, if you want to go to college, you definitely should. And I, to keep on going what you were saying, there's this idea that you need to have a college degree to make money in the world. And, and this is what we're trying to say with this podcast. That's just not true. It's a, it's a way that you can do it, but most people who are making like more money than they are like that they owe like more people like people who make a lot of money right they're not nine to fivers if they are they've been at the company for many many years doing the same thing and by the time that they're making a lot of money they absolutely hate the job that you know it's little flexibility very big red tape corporate environments and if you're somebody who likes that you like the structure you like doing that that's great but what this podcast and what we're trying to say is there's a lot of different ways that you can make money besides going to college, besides taking on that, you know, $50,000 in debt that you have to pay for the next, until you die. Your student loans aren't forgiven, people. They, if you die, it gets shoved onto someone else. 
it, it's seriously, it's one of the only loans. And, and if you even go like, if you go bankrupt, they don't forgive your student loans. The, the loan system for colleges is really messed up and it's a kind of been a failure in a lot of ways. But instead of taking on all that debt, imagine what you could do with $50,000, all of the like books you could read, all of the resources that you could like actually use. You can use. start like a small business if you wanted with 50000 yeah. No, exactly. And obviously information is powerful, but there's never been more information on the web, right? And even not even just like being a self-starter, but like being like a in the trade, like being like an electrician or a plumber or a welder or even like a forklift operator that like make they make good money and you can get pretty good at that and like increase your service for your level of quality. And that's what we're trying to like talk about is the people who are doing that, doing these things that aren't on the beaten path. You know, we're not just going to sit by with a $15 an hour, nine to five, you know, with the hope of one day getting promoted for two bucks in the next year. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have time to, to do that. And that's, that's why I fell in love with real estate because I realized that there's such a high skill ceiling, but you got to put the work in. Oh yeah, definitely. I think any agent who is successful can tell you it's not going to come easy. It's not going to be you know, a typical path that you say like, oh yeah, I, got five. I just need to make five sales this week. I mean this month, right? Like it's not going to be easy. Every time is going to be different. Um, a lot of people will probably tell you that you got to actually love doing this. You've got to be dedicated because if you don't, <clears throat> if you're doing it for the money, you know, with anything, not just yeah. real estate, if you're doing anything for the money, you're, you're going to, get burnt out at some point you're just gonna hate it at some point so don't do this just for the money just have the money be a, like a side piece of it i've worked a fair number of nine to fives in my life i've worked at a i've worked at like a pizza ranch a little pizza for you for you non-midwestern folk it's just a pizza buffet i've worked at uh i've worked at chili's i've worked as a server at a couple of places i've worked at Route 21 as just like a greeter Person. And you can make some These pretty entry level jobs. Decent like, money as a server, right? Yeah, yeah. But the the thing with entry level jobs is you are so replaceable to them. If you like, especially for serving, if you no show no call, like say you sleep in, you're fired. That's it. Like you can't even be like, hey, sorry, I slept in. They're like, we don't care. You're fired. They, right. they do not care. There are, are plenty of other people who will take your spot, you know, for these people who think, well, you know, it's just easy money. And it's like, well, if I put the time in, it's like, no, you are expendable to these companies. These business owners want to make as much money with as little cost as possible. They will find excuses not to give you raises. They will find excuses not to give you promotions and stuff. Like the people like the people who do in that environment are the people who are trying super super hard and those are probably the people who like it, right? You're not just going to be able to escape by with this stuff. So instead of just doing something that gets you by, invest yourself into something that's going to set you up for a lot of success. If you're going to take on that debt to become a student, then invest into the, the education and actually learn it. Don't go to college to just learn how to grow up and be an adult. You can do that on your own without taking in the massive amount of debt. There's so many people who have college degrees now that it's like diluting the value of actual people who have right. degrees. Because everyone thinks it's like you, you said a little bit earlier, everyone thinks it's the only way. And Everyone thinks it's the only route. College is the only, the only route. But I think we saw it a little bit this last decade, decade and we're going to see it a lot in this next and this new decade. Is that that didn't make sense, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we started to see it a little bit in 20, 2019, and we're definitely going to see it in this new decade where social media is going to take a huge role in not only just jobs, but just the whole generation. So you can find there's so many ways to reach success without a college degree. And I think yep. that's going to be a huge motivating factor that we want to be talking about on the show. Yeah. I mean, the, in the terms of the electronic business world, that, I mean, there's so much you can do. You can start a drop shipping business. You can start an online boutique. You can start a, a clothing brand. You can start you can become an Amazon affiliate and do, you know, make like videos that get people to buy Amazon products through your link. And then you get a commission off of that. You know, you can build up a social media following and get fans and get, you know, 
and you can get sponsorships through that. There's so many different ways that you can like actually monetize your business on the online world now that, you know, a lot of people just don't even realize. Right. It's going to be crazy to see what happens because it's so easy. I mean, it's not necessarily really easy, but it's easier to become successful or be able to monetize your product or your brand through social media. Like mm-hmm. just like you said, by gaining a following, like it's, a lot of people can gain a following now, especially with TikTok. Like you find that you post a video on TikTok and you get like millions of yeah, views. The viral machine on TikTok is nuts. And I, I don't think we've seen the end of this. Like there's like a gold rush happening right now with TikTok. Yeah. They're the, whatever formula they're doing is going to be used for sure in the future. Um, now how they you actually would like monetize it is tricky because like you you know if you if you have like a sponsor or something obviously like if you get big numbers if you're a content creator and you get big numbers consistently it's easy to get a sponsorship you go to whoever and say hey i get a million plus views every month put your product on my thing if you want a million people to see it it's easy exactly yeah but like the actual like TikTok itself doesn't monetize like say YouTube does right um, in terms Instagram. of like per view, um, which is why <clears throat> I don't know I, I just feel like the formula they're using right now for virality is like definitely going to be streamlined yes. and the like what Instagram and Facebook will end up doing too right it'll be interesting to see how they take on them if they even go that route of monetizing their creators because like we see in in youtube where if it's a 15 minute long video there's two ads in the in the video yeah. but it's kind of hard to do that with tiktok because tiktok is their videos are somewhat short already so it's kind of pointless to have like an ad in the middle of it yeah well i think i can envision it being like you know, it's like the the, the vertical scrolling. So yeah. once you scroll past one, it'll then it'll be like a, just like a an ad, like a picture ad, or you know, an unskippable ad or something. And if your video was the video before that ad came up, you get a a, a small royalty or something. So right? do you think it should be like there's an ad after every single video? No, but and and that's what I mean. Like they wouldn't be able to like super go crazy with the monetization. Right. I, I don't know. That's just something I thought of off the top maybe, of my head. Maybe they'll go more of the route where creators will actually collab with brands. How yeah. We, we've seen it in the past where, you know, um, whatever the product is, like the, a water bottle, like a water water bottle, right? Mm-hmm. They'll have it. They'll just mention it in one of their videos. It'll be interesting to see how creators take on that role of implementing products into their videos. You know, a lot of people don't talk about the grind People either are like just starting, you make the announcement, you see someone like, hey, I just became a a car salesman, you know, but you don't ever see them have to go through their first bad sale or their first, you know, person that told them to get out of there, you know, then you just see them flexing a couple years later, you know, their nice fancy cars that they got from their commission checks and stuff. There's this gap in between all of the like sacrifices and failures yeah. and like the bad part of it. And so and that's what we want to focus on in this podcast. Success and everything in between. We want to just we want to distinguish the grind and the the things that people did to get themselves to become the people that they always wanted to be, right? Because every day we try to become a little better. We try to be that person who we think we really are. And the the battle is doing the things to become that person versus the immediate pleasures of life, right? You know, instead of just going to the gym, sitting and watching a Netflix, you know, a couple Netflix episodes, or instead of maybe have, you know, eating healthy, you know, you have a big, big fatty burger or, or something. Those those things, like the things that people did in all of their respective careers and, and what their journey and their grind was like. And we've got some really cool people coming up. Like we have a decent lineup of people that we're going to be interviewing and talking to and having some really good conversations about like what they did, what what things worked for them, what things didn't, you know, yeah, their, so, their stories. <clears throat> yeah. So some things you can kind of look forward to in the future episodes is... We're going to have a mortgage lender who served in the Marines and 
He's going to talk about his journey from the military to becoming a mortgage lender. Also, we're going to have a CEO of a local restaurant here in Iowa. We're also going to have a coffee shop owner. Uh, people, local businessman, yeah. real estate tycoon, making big moves. We, so we're we are based out of the Des Moines area, and so for now we're going to be working with local people, local businesses, local entrepreneurs, doing some cool stuff. We can talk to. Eventually, we'll want to branch it out into you know just everyone, anyone we can get our hands on. You know, talking about their story, talking about how they got started, how you know the, the things that the roadblocks they had to overcome and all that stuff. Um, but you know, we want to, at the end of the day, the goal of success in between is to inspire and, and push, you know, like-minded people, entrepreneurs, people who want to do something more and, and be able to push themselves and hear the stories of the people who did that and found success and, you know, the failures, because like, you know, y- y- we never talk about failure and how, important it is to to be able to understand how to grow react to <clears throat> failure right and grow and yeah just everything that's and that ties with it so i mean like you said everyone always sees the end product they never see the journey they especially never see the beginning you always hear of these big name actors like the rock and denzel washington and kevin hart as a comedian and all these people and how how, the Rock actually has a crazy story too. Right, how big and successful they are now, but a lot of people don't know how they started off, how how much they actually struggled. I don't remember if it was Denzel Washington, but I think he said in an interview that he got like 20 no's at first, like every audition that he went to, no one wanted him until he got his break and got this like big movie role. So like no one knows about that. No one knows how much time they're putting in behind the scenes of practicing their scripts and that ties into real estate as well like no one knows how how much work an agent actually does they don't know they don't see them at two in the morning practicing their fizbo scripts or practicing their cold calling or whatever the case is they don't drive it in snow to set up those open house signs exactly yeah and that's what we want to talk about the those little things those important little moments where like you feel like man this sucks like i'm doing all this work and i don't feel like i'm getting anything out of it i don't feel like i've been growing you know getting you to like open your mind and realize that we learn the most through failure and the way that we react to our failures is what is who defines is what defines who we are if that makes sense like you know, for the real estate test, how many times did you take it? Nine times. You took it nine, nine. times. <clears throat> I, I took it four and I was about ready to kill myself at four. Yeah, I passed I passed um the state and I passed the state right away, like very first try. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, you have to pass two tests to become a real estate agent. So you have to take the state test that has the specific laws for each state for real estate, and then you have to take the exam, the, the national, national exam. National portion which is more blanketed, but very, very long and specific. Right. The state is a little bit shorter than the national, yep. which, I mean, in a way kind of doesn't make sense because a lot of people probably don't know. The state, the state you, laws are so much more important. When you get licensed in real estate, you only get licensed for that specific state. You don't get licensed for the whole country. So yep. you, each state has its different requirements that you need to meet before you can take the test and classes that you need to uh, enroll in. So, yeah, it was... It was tough at first because I passed the state right away. And so, so tell me what's going through your mind. <clears throat> you just took that, the, the test for the eighth time and you just saw, you saw that failure. It said <laughs> fail. What, what was going through your head? I mean, a, I feel like a really, a big motivating factor for me is every time because, so I wasn't like an, a bad student or a great student. In school, I was I was pretty average, so I didn't really study that much. So it was kind of hard taking the the real estate exams because you really do have to study a lot for it. So every time that I would take the test and it said fail on it, the next time I was at home or the next time I was taking the test, I would just remember those words: result fail. I just yeah. I had just had it ingrained in my mind, and every time I would think about those words, 
I would just get some kind of sort of feeling over my body that I didn't want to be there anymore. I didn't want to see that anymore. It just sucked. It, it was to the point where this is the only thing I can do and nothing else. Like I need to live and breathe this. I need to live and breathe the exam, you know? It's crazy how much studying for that thing dominates your life. You know, I how I got into real estate was I was an administrative assistant for a real estate agent for a few months. And uh, she is she was very good at school. She's a good student. She passed the test on her first try. So to me, it seemed like the third, fourth try, I was way like, too much. You know, like she was getting impatient wrong. on me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I am. I'm trying. studying three hours every night, nine to 12 every night for like a month, you know? And it sucks when you're like, you're like one point off from passing. Oh, yeah, and you're no. like, oh my God. Like I just spent enough because it's a hundred dollars for every try. It's 95. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's $95 every time you try. So you've spent almost a thousand dollars just trying to pass the damn test. Yep. I'll add it out. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to swear. You can say that. Okay. It's not that bad. I just, yeah, I, I don't want to get too sweary, but anyways, um, but like, it sucks. Like when you're like, you're sitting in the car. Cause like, if you want to take it in Des Moines, it takes like a month to get back in line because there's like a big line, at least for me in the summer when I was doing it, there was yeah. a big line. So like we would have to drive like two months. Like I drove two hours to council bluffs. Yeah. My first time I took it. So when we were in those, um, the three 12 hour classes together. Mm-hmm. I took the test the day after, like right after we oh, nice. graduated or whatever you want to call it. The day you took it as you took his advice and took it really soon. Yeah, I, yeah. I waited to and register until after the class was done and okay, it took me yeah. two and a half weeks to even take the test. Yeah. And I actually ended up taking it in council bluffs. So two hours away from here. Yeah. The first time. So yeah, it did. It sucked driving all the way out there and passing one. Like, yes, it was okay. Cause I passed one, but you definitely do get those negative thoughts especially once you take it four or five six times whatever the case is you just start to think like wow am i just dumb like is there something wrong with me like all these people are passing and i mean one thing that helped me a lot through it too is just speaking to people a lot of people said it was a hard exam in general yeah and that some people it took them 10 11 12 times some people it took 20 times it took them way longer so it was just trying to find what works for you and that helped a lot because i would study the whole i would study the book right for two weeks wouldn't pass it so then i would come study flashcards wouldn't pass it. so i just tried out a bunch of things and that's like super helpful hold on so it's very crucial to to try out a bunch of things that would be my advice if you're taking the test and you don't pass it on the first try don't do the same thing like yes you can do some of the same things but try doing something else because i found myself doing that a lot is after the third fourth time i just kept doing like reading the book studying the book taking notes and flashcards and then after like the fourth time i was like okay well i already took it four times and i'm getting pretty much the exact same score every single time maybe i should try something else so Shout out to Prep Agent. Those people that know Prep Agent, he is a licensed agent. I don't know, remember which state, but he makes YouTube videos, and that's all his. What his videos are about is teaching you everything, like what is the deed, what is title, every, all of that. So that was super helpful for me, because so I'm I'm like a visual person. So sure. So if you're a visual person, I would say that's definitely the route you should go. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. Um. No, to so to kind of go on that, um, having a support network is so important. It's just mm. so so important because mm. it's okay to feel bad when you fail, right? Like it's natural because you obviously we always want to win, we always want to succeed, we always want to nail it, hit that home run, whatever. But we human beings suck. <laughs> we, we're very bad at doing things well consistently, right? And so we need people to keep like around us to keep us in in good energy and feeling good about ourselves and that like it's okay you know like yeah it sucks it sucks to fail but what are you going to do about it 
Are you just going to sit there and accept that failure? Are you going to be a failure? Are you going to be a failure or are you going to prove them wrong? Are you going to prove that failure wrong? Because I don't know about you, but when I got that pass on my national exam, <laughs> holy crap, that it was like a, the greatest feeling of my life. Right, I felt amazing. like I was just like floating, you know, yeah, elated. No, I really, I really like how you said that is having a support system behind you. That was huge without... Without my family and having my parents' support of them being like, okay, you didn't pass, it's okay, try again. You, like, do it again, do something else, keep trying, keep trying. That was huge because, as you said, it's human behavior to get down on yourself and have those negative thoughts. So to be able to have those people behind you and letting you know, like, hey, it's okay, just keep trying, keep doing it. and And just realize that, Maybe you're not passing it right now, but at some point you're going to. If you just keep going at it, you keep trying, you keep consistent with it and persistence, then you're you're gonna reach it at some point. Plus, then you got a dope ass story. Like for you, <clears throat> you can say I, it took me nine tries, but I did it. Right, I had nine tries, and I passed it because I didn't give up. People mm -hmm. like that stuff, man. You you tell them about your despites, like despite this, despite. You know, not barely having enough money to make that final test. I did it and I got my license and now I'm doing the, what I want to do because I, I'm not giving up on my dream. Right. It, it shows that, you know, I struggled so much at the beginning just to pass the test. So there's nothing that can really stop me because if if I didn't give up after nine, after eight tries, then why would I stop after one? No. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. And, and in real estate specifically, mm. it's a high turnover rate for oh, yeah. agents. People stop being agents after a year because well, a year, yeah, it takes, it, I mean, it's a small business. It takes time to build up your business, distinguish yourself from other agents and money. You know, if you don't have the tenacity to, you know, take on some debt or, you know, work that extra job to get that money or, you know, get out there every day, pushing your business as hard as possible it it's not going to work. You have to enjoy what you do and you have to remember those times when you had those triumphs that will lead you into the, the motivation to keep on going and keep on pushing yourself. Right. Not only remember those triumphs, but also remember those, the bad times because that's yeah. a huge motivating factor is you don't want to be in that spot again. So that's going to motivate you and, and, and help you. A lot. <clears throat> That's been one of my biggest struggles is staying consistently motivated because I've I've tried to do a lot of things in my life. I've been a soccer player. I've been a musician. I've been an audio engineer. I've been a YouTuber. I've been a marketer. I've been a, a social media uh, manager. I've been an administrative assistant. I've been a server and on and on and on. Yeah. And each time I feel like I've had the change to like go to the next thing. But in my eyes, I see them as like not failures, but like it didn't work out, you know, to me. So for me, I've really been having to focus on my mindset and saying, you know what, even though this thing didn't work out, my initial plan to become a real estate agent was completely different than how it actually ended up right, yeah. turning out. I don't think we wanted to take the test that many times. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it just everything and just understanding that like, I don't know. I just feel like life has kind of a way of like working itself out. If Definitely, you just like yeah. trust the process and trust that like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with the punches. I'm going to just adapt to these Everything, weird yeah. situations that happen. If this is what I got to do to to do it, then this is what I'm going to do. I love the grind and the hustle and I'm not <clears> going <throat> to give up. I'm going to face the day every morning and say, you know what? This is me and I'm about to like do my thing and I'm going to go out and I'm going to kill it no matter what, no matter what the stuff that's happened in the past, I'm going to keep pushing forward. Yeah, because specifically in real estate, but even as as an adult, you're yeah, not, everything. You're, you're not going to have anyone hold your hand more in real estate because you're your own boss, you're your own business owner. No one's going to tell you, wake up at 7 a.m. every single day and go into the office or make that call or do whatever you got to do. No one's going to be there to do that for you. You're going to have to do everything on your own. That's why it all comes back to actually loving in what you're doing. Because if you're doing that for money, you're not going to want to wake up at 6 a.m. every single day mm -mm. to prep for that buyer's console or prep for the seller or whatever the case may be, right? You got to actually be obsessed with it, fall in love with it. And just be passionate about it because over time, you're just not going to want to do it anymore. 
And that's why I'm so excited for this podcast, because we get to talk to people who have have done that and stuck to it. And they are seeing, you know, success through the things that they're doing. You know, both of us are pretty uh, young into our real estate careers. And so to see somebody who's been doing like the, the thing that they're into for a while and they're like killing it and, you know, doing making money and mm-hmm. they've they found their stride. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited to talk to those kind of people. And I'm excited to talk to people who are like just like us, like at the beginning of their grind, like they've got an idea of what they're doing. They just like they're doing it. And they need to like keep up the the perseverance to keep on going because if you don't have that perseverance, then you're just gonna give up and go the easy route, right? Yeah, and I'm like a true believer in surrounding yourself with like minded people and yes. people who are trying to strive you're, for greatness and try to strive for more out of life. Hey, this is a PSA to all of you people out there right now. If you're listening to this, if you think you're around your friends and they make you into a worse person. They got you doing drugs and, and partying way more than you want to. They're bad influences on you. You need to get rid of them. Get rid of the bad influences in your life. The people around you make who you are. You keep yourself surrounded by good motivation. If you keep yourself surrounded by people who are motivated and want to improve their lives, you're going to do it naturally too. You do not need to have this complacent life where you just work to make enough money to go out on the weekends, pay off your student debts, pay off your your rent, you know, all these things that you're paying monthly, you know, all this stuff, like you don't have any extra money you're saving up. You're just going out and getting drunk, getting numb every night. You don't have to do that. There's a better life out there for you, but you have to be the one to decide to do it. You have to push yourself and say, I'm worth having this life. What do I have to do to do it? And then you got to do it. Yeah. And you're going to find out who, like everyone, it sounds so cliche because everyone says it, but it's the truth. You're going to find out who your real friends are when you're yes. in the lows. And they'll make fun of you. They'll say, oh, you think you're better than us? It's not even about that. It's that you think you're better than the person you are right now. That just shows that they're not your friend if they're making fun of you. Because if yes. they were your real friend, they would be motivating you. You know, they'd be happy for you. Yeah, they would They would be like, yes, dude, like, let's get out of this. Let's get rich. Let's make money. Let's get a, a nice house. Let's go somewhere cool. Let's, right. you know, let's have the money to live the life we want to live. Let's start a business. You know? Yeah, so we don't just want to focus on people who are, like you said, people who are successful, but people who are young in their career, just young in general, people who are trying to, who are going to be the next wave, the next generation. We want to see what they can accomplish and what they can do. And we want to do it together. Absolutely. The the goal of this podcast is to just, for what, I mean, at the very least, inspire me and you to to continue to push ourselves in our careers and, and do cool stuff, but to just have these conversations that people you know, because we, you know, with social media and stuff, it's so easy to just like want to be famous for no reason. Right. I just want to be famous. I want to be an Instagram influencer. You know, I want to take pictures at the beach and get paid for it. Well, that's not really how it works. Right. Even someone like Kim Kardashian, she did something right. She had a show. She has a clothing line. She like, she's a businesswoman. Yeah, she definitely is. Paris Hilton, businesswoman. Kylie like these, Jenner. Kylie yeah. Jenner with her cosmetic line. Exactly. They don't just take photos and are famous. That's mm-hmm. that's a fallacy. You have to do something, get good at it, build a business around it, and you can make money. Right. But you got to put the time in to learn how to do it right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I admire people like that because they they took advantage of the fame. Yeah. They took advantage of it and they created something out of it. Kylie created a whole cosmetic line, a whole brand behind it. Like, you know how smart she is to be at 21 and to have a brand that strong where she can even post on Instagram and get millions of likes and views. Like it, it's crazy because people talk so bad about Kim, like the Kardashians and just in general and people like that, but they don't understand like how smart they actually are. Well, they were they were able to successfully turn the the general because it all started with the OJ case, right? Yeah, uh, they were able to turn that attention into a timeless brand. You will never not know the Kardashian name from right. here on. Everyone knows who they are, and and that's impressive. It's the same thing with like companies like Apple or Microsoft. Like they were able to cement themselves by taking advantage of, of and doing the right things. It, it all it's all encompassing. And it all goes back to what we were saying about social media and how it's the next wave and how crucial it's going to be in this next generation that they started off of in, off of social media and how they have a TV show, how they have this big brand, how they have all these, these mm-hmm. how they brought so many opportunities off of using social media. It's just crazy to be able to see that. 
No, and I, I completely agree. I think, and I'm not trying to say that like social media is bad and like you, what I'm trying to say is like, you can't just like post a photo like once a day on Instagram, be like, that's good enough. I'm going to get famous. You have to have a good idea. You have to have a, a, a marketing plan. If you're going to go through, you know, social media, you, you need to collaborate. You need to work with people, people who can get you that, that attention and, and early on to develop a cult fan base, expand it and, mm-hmm. you know, really carve out your niche and what you're trying to do on the internet. Um, so it's like a whole another business in itself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's marketing for sure. But right. like, but what I'm saying is you can't just get, you can't get money for free. You can't get famous for free. You know, and I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to get political. There's there. probably I'm cut definitely, this out, but like, there definitely you, is ways of you doing that, but I, I get what you're trying to say. But like, yeah, but you can build up passive income. Mm. You can build up businesses that make you money without you doing much effort. Once it's running, mm-hmm. you th- you can make good money, but you have to put the work in. You want to be a YouTuber? I, I got a buddy who's a YouTuber. He is always working. It's not an easy job. It takes time to shoot, edit, finish, and upload yeah, a video. People don't realize because I have some like video editing editing background. I took some classes in it high takes school. Takes a long time. And I used to do it like just like messing around just to have fun like as a hobby and yeah editing takes a really long time it could take you like eight hours or it can just take you all day just depending on like how your seriously how cool your edits are or whatever you want to call it well but yeah you that's a a great example is that you especially because kids right now they're they want to be youtubers you see that like when you ask a little kid, oh, what do you want to be? They don't say, oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer. They, yeah. Now they say, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. But they really don't realize that all those people actually enjoy doing that, like filming it, editing it, thinking of it, think of like what the idea is, what they're going to film, collaborating Sa- with people. Yeah. Same with like a streamer, you know, like everyone wants to just play video games all day mm-hmm. and make money for it. Like do you, Like you realize like as a streamer, you have to be entertaining people for hours yeah it's there's no cuts there's no edits it's you and you got to be able to entertain these people do something noteworthy to keep people coming to your stream and donating to you and that's a full-time gig like the streamers talk about like depression and how they're like because you're stuck in a room all day yeah you're you know? by yourself and, you're, yeah. i mean yes you can talk to people through and, your computer but it's not the same thing as like human contact and oftentimes the chat is like pretty toxic and and you know pretty mean and so it it can be hard to like keep your you know there's there's a lot of cons to being a streamer and it takes forever to get started and it you know it's really hard to become a same with youtube though yeah you know like but like going back to the editing you know like my quick guide videos it's like three minutes it takes me like after shooting editing and uploading (laughs) takes me like six hours oh yeah Yeah, and that's that's a three minute video and that's how long it takes me and i have a pretty nice computer like for exporting and stuff and, and like you know, it, but it, it takes time and it takes time to increase your craft, that, especially in the creative world as, you know, I, I'm a musician. And so when you first start, like the first painting you ever drew yeah. sucked, right? Yeah. All of our first drawings when we were kids were, were, were terrible mm-hmm. because we didn't understand how to hold just, a pencil. Just anything, but yeah, just anything. over time, when you do something more and more, you practice, you you read, you learn about shading and, and color theory. And pretty soon, you even if you're not incredibly talented at it, if you put enough work in, you can make something pretty good. And that's the thing is like you, things like creativity, things like motivation, things like um organizing all of these things can be learned and improved they're like they're all like skills yes like it's the same with anything like learning how to think outside of the box learning how to you know come up with creative solutions to things that's that's stuff you can learn and there's people who can teach that stuff yeah you have to want to learn right the in keller williams there's a big thing called the limiting beliefs yeah right you, it's a it's a big mind concept for like trying to visualize your year of sales, right? So like, for instance, you know, as a, someone who's a newer agent, one of my limiting beliefs was like, well, I'm a new agent. Why would anyone want to sell their house with me? But that's yeah. a limiting belief because I can learn how to sell a house. I can do the things necessary to convince people to sell their house with me by just learning the right scripts, learning my strengths and weaknesses as somebody new to the as somebody new to the real estate game. 
there's there's always a way around something. Yeah, and, and you, so oh, go go for it. Yeah, you find that out a lot, especially like in the beginning, is that everyone has their own way. So find your strengths and weaknesses, and work on your weaknesses, because there's like so many ways. There's people who love talking on the phone but hate door knocking and vice versa there's people who like to hold open houses and but yeah. don't like to go on the phone stuff like that yeah so, like uh, sorry but like mm-hmm. don't be someone who you're not right if you like just because you see uh bill gates up there making a ton of money doesn't mean you have to start a tech company to make a lot of money mm-hmm. don't follow the status quo do be who you want to be and do what you want to do if you're good at something, you can make money with it. That is the beauty of capitalism, and it is also the biggest downfall, right? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a dangerous game, but I would I will play it every day for for that chance, right? Yeah, because it only takes one time. You only have to succeed once. To yeah, you be hear crazy. all these all these people like people that are successful that say you can monetize anything, mm-hmm. and it's really true, especially with like <laughs> YouTube. Like you can literally. Post a video of you cooking and yeah, rich off of it. You know, there's so many. And all you have to do is, is make better. Like you just have to put the time in to make good content people want to watch and be consistent. Yep, you just have to put in the time to grow your audience. My buddy has a, a Paranormal Files um, YouTube channel where he started with one episode. He was able to market it correctly at his school. Got a couple people started on his on his channel. He just uploaded a video like once or twice every week. And after a while, he got a couple videos to blow up, and now his channel has over four hundred thousand subscribers. That's awesome! Wow, you know, and that's just and that's such a like cool little niche of the internet, like paranormal investigation. And he was he was able to find his like voice and his direction, and now he has a pretty good business, and he gets to travel all over the world and meet all these cool people, you know. And that and that's what I'm trying to say. Like Tony Robbins talks about your life blueprint, right? Yeah the the way you grew up your family life, your schooling, the friends you made, the things you were interested in, your all experiences, of these, yeah, just everything. All of these have is is a blueprint to who you are today. Your your strengths and your weaknesses, your your knowledge. If you utilize that blueprint correctly, you can have such a great career. You can do so many different things with it. You can find a lot of success, you know, both spiritually physically and financially right but you have to be real with who you are because if you're someone who swam your whole life you know you were a swimmer really really good at swimming why would you suddenly think you should go into accounting right Mm -hmm. it's it's just not what you know that's a really obvious example but like it it gets a lot more finite you know with like like I always thought that I was going to do like business or I always thought I was going to do like music and I never really was interested in business, but I had a yeah. very entrepreneurial spirit naturally. Like I just did a lot of like more individual entrepreneur stuff. I'm really bad at like corporate settings, like really like strict rules. I want to do what I want to do like on my own time Yeah. because if you tell me what to do, I'm going to hate it. Right. And so- for me, being an entrepreneur, having marketing and digital media background, um, working with with social media, um, and then st- I started learning about business. Being an administrative assistant, I realized, man, like I could do this pretty well, right? It's like the things you don't even realize you would be good at. It's like um, it's like being randomly good at something you didn't even realize. You're like yeah. naturally good at something like, and you're like, why am I good at this? But right. like when you think about it, you're like, that kind of makes sense. I have really good hand-eye coordination so I can juggle pretty easily. You okay, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So like if it if if you're really good at drawing, but like one day you just pick up a spray can and start graffitiing and you're like, oh, I never graffitied, but I always drew. So Yeah, exactly. And and there are some graffiti artists that cannot draw with colored pencil. <laughs> you know, they yeah. can't they can't paint, but they are amazing, amazing. They can do all this crazy stuff with their their spray paint can because they love doing that. Mm-hmm. And graffiti art is I in my opinion just as respectable of an art form as a Banksy painting or yeah, whatever. It's art. It's, it's all art. Exactly. So. And and that's what I'm trying to say. Like you might be you might think that you're going to be a um a colored pencil artist, but maybe you're a spray paint artist. 
You might think you're a, you might <laughs> yeah. think you're an entrepreneur, but maybe you're just a really good accountant. Just be real with who you are and play to your strengths and weaknesses. Push yourself to learn the gaps and and try to make it work. You know. Yeah, don't change yourself for views or for anyone else. Like, just be true to yourself because, at the end of the day, if you are putting on a persona or trying to impersonate someone else, it's gonna you're you're gonna see it at the end. Like, it's all gonna be revealed at the end. Yeah, I mean, and if it isn't, then you're you're just gonna hate your life. Like, yeah, for real. I, you see a lot of success stories, and people just say, "I don't know." One day, it just kind of clicked. And I, I found my way, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Sometimes you don't realize like what your path is until it smacks you in the face. Till you, till your other path <laughs> catches on fire and you got to switch. Yeah. And, uh, so, so don't give up, keep exploring and trying to learn more about yourself. Keep asking yourself, like, is that, do I love what I'm doing? What, like, what ideally would you like to do? Where would you like to be in five years? Like, think about all that stuff and, and ask those, yourself like what do i have to do to get there break it down into the littlest tasks don't look at the mountain look at the first step you know yeah. don't don't get overwhelmed by the huge like oh my god like i'm gonna have to go to the gym every day you know I, like i'm gonna have to start eating really good and i'm gonna have to wake up way earlier man that all sounds really like so much different changes just start with one thing go to the weight room once wake up an hour earlier than you normally do once and, and just try to get into routines, get, get yourself to just try it first. Cause the first time you do it, it's good. Or it, or the first time you do it, it's going to suck. Right. I used to be really bad about staying up super late, like till two, three in the morning. And then I would end up sleeping in and then I wake up at like 12 or one. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, this day is ruined. So then I just do nothing and stay up all night and know? then do the same thing. Over exactly. Again. Yeah. You know, but when I finally put my foot down, I'm like, I'm going to wake up early. I don't really care anymore. I have to do this. Like I have to be up during business hours. Yeah. I, it, just... At first it was, it sucked. It was, I had a really hard time falling asleep and waking up, but now I'm able to fall asleep like at 10, wake up at six and feel fine, you know? Yeah. It's so cool to be able to see, like, know that like humans, we can honestly adapt to anything. That, yeah. That is our greatest strength by far. Yeah. Like there's so many people who are out there like doing so many like crazy things. Like, um, I think there's some guy, I think he goes by like the Iceman or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, well, I'm, he's like some—I don't know—he's some like crazy dude who, like, jumps into like freezing cold water and he just like walks around barefoot, like. In oh, the snow. he's like a, um, like a kind of like a showman or something. Like he does like kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, but it's like all endurance. It's all with cold. Yeah, it's all stuff. Oh, with cool. Endurance and, That's and, in the cold. So like he's like he's known for being like that's why they call him the Ice Man because like nice. he's known for staying in the freezing river for like thirty minutes and like doing crazy stuff like that. So it's so it's so cool to be able to like know that the your body and like just humans can adapt to anything. Like there's people who are night owls and then there's people who are like morning people. Like you literally can do anything you want to. And it all goes back to mindset. Like just setting your mind to something and being passionate about it and actually loving it and just having the right mindset and surrounding yourself by motivating people and people that will actually improve your life rather than just like bring you down and, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, taste for what you can expect out of this podcast. The only thing missing is uh, we're going to be having a guest and having these conversations with other people. We want to talk about people's stories, people who are like they we we all have amazing stories. And the, the story to success, success is so, you know, everyone has a different picture of success. You know, your your picture of success might be being worth a million dollars another person's picture of success might be financially stable and owning a fan or having a family yeah you know we want to explore what it means to be successful what it takes 
and those little moments in between. We want to talk about <clears throat> inspiration. We want to stay inspired and talk to people who inspire us. And we want to talk to you. And we want to be able to have this community of, of people supporting each other, you know, not even just entrepreneurs, just anyone who wants to better their lives, anyone who wants to continue to push themselves to be better and better. Because we live in a world where it's so much easier to just be, be complacent, be, you know, hate everything and just not want to improve. We want to improve. We want to see things change for the better. We want to see ourselves change for the better because change starts with you. And that's the whole point of success and in between. So we, we hope you guys continue to support the podcast. If you guys did like this, we would appreciate you guys following us on social media at uh, SEIB podcast or just look up success and everything in between. Yeah, that's going to be for our Instagram and Twitter and then uh, Facebook as well. It's kind of a long name. <laughs> yeah, just it's success and everything in between. Um, like, like Joe said, we want to keep this. We don't want to just keep this as real estate or business owners. We want this to be pretty pretty like a broad topic and like we mentioned some of some guests that you can be expecting is um ceo of a restaurant mortgage lender that came from the marines who was thinking of going to law school um <clears throat> people like that so if you guys do have any feedback we would appreciate that and also if you have anyone that you would think would be yes. great on the show be just send if it you, if you are interested in joining the the podcast please reach out to us at seib podcast at gmail.com mm -hmm. uh we would love to talk to you especially if you have a great story <laughs> i mean we'd love to talk to you anyway everyone's got an awesome story i mean yeah. truthfully but yeah, we we really want you to guys to if you if you like this, please support the podcast and uh, expect our first official episode to come out sometime next week. Yep, we uh, really appreciate it. Also, if you have any referrals, you can email us both. You can email me at Antonio Romero at kw .com and then and Joe Pete's at kw .com, P I E T Z. And that's you can also send if you have like any business inquiries for uh, the podcast. Like Joe said, it's S-E-I-B podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Success and Everything in Between podcast. Now get out there and kill it.